0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Pin the Q Podcast, where preserving the culture and traditions of the fire service is our priority. For more information, visit www.pintheq.com and subscribe to Pin the Q Productions on YouTube. It's our honor to showcase the best of the bravest.
1: everyone, welcome back to Pin the Cue Podcast, Pin the Q Productions, and we are in, this is going to be a shocker to a lot of people watching the show right now, but we are in Ocean County. Um, I get picked on quite a bit because we we seem to be in Ocean County quite a bit, but I mean <laughs> this is this is a seed, so I mean this is where I'm at. Yeah. But this place is pretty cool because uh, when I graduated the fire academy, we didn't have an academy per se, we didn't have a building yet, so we used to go firehouse to firehouse. This is where I took my state test. Awesome. Many moons ago, the equipment didn't didn't look like this, <laughs> a little different, but uh, welcome to the show,
0: brother. Thank you. appreciate that.
1: So episode 55 uh, is a cool one because we're going to talk about something that um, is cool for the fire service. I like talking to guys and girls that are contributing back to the fire service, trying to do um, different things, um, motivation, fitness. Sure. But what you're doing is even cooler, right? Because uh, you're giving back and trying to start something that's not easy. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're taking on quite an endeavor
0: here, but before we get any further, tell everybody who you are. Sure, my name's Adam Risden. Um, just a quick synopsis on where it all began. It actually began here myself. Um, I was just talking to a couple guys before we even got on mics here. and It started February 2002. Um, I was always that kid who lived around the corner. I'd always hear the fire whistle and be so curious about it, running down the street, trying to catch the fire trucks, going down Route 9, see which way they're going. <laughs> Uh, Trying to figure out what was going on, looking every which way for smoke, whatever, just making this big picture in my head. Um, And then through the years, I spent about a year and a half down in South Carolina. And then in July of 2012, I started Wilmington, Delaware.
1: It's cool because uh, it doesn't matter who you are in the fire service. We're all like got the same DNA. It's funny because when when we talk and we're talking about where we're going to have our venue, where we're going to talk. And, you know, you mentioned this place. I'm like. That's perfect because that's where you started, yep, you know, so yep. it's cool that, you know, you're one of these guys, too, that don't forget where you started, absolutely. you know, don't forget where you came from. Yeah. So it's cool that we're in this house and uh, shout out to the Town Fire Department, um, Station 36 in Ocean County, who allowed us to use their venue. No questions asked. I mean, absolutely. they were all on board. So guys, thank you very much for allowing us to be here. Um, it's always better than the studio. Being in a firehouse, it smells like a firehouse. It is a firehouse. It's, it's studio is cool, but it's not this. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, brother, you talk about um, your past and we talk about sure. when you're a little kid on this Route 9. Um, talk to me more about that. Like, tell me how this all started for you.
0: Um, I mean, I literally live right around the corner here. I mean, like, growing up, so anytime the fire whistle went off, you always get curious about, like, man, what's going on? What's going on? And it always had this little thing in the back of my mind. It's like, oh, one day I'm going to join there. Um, and then, after, obviously, after 9-11, like, it really just kind of hit home. I remember exactly where I was and senior in high school and a home ec class and— so I'm like, man, that's, that's something I really wanted to find out some more about. Um, drove by the firehouse a few times, and then just happened to be on a Tuesday night. I stopped in here on their engineer night, and I was like, how do I join? What's what's the process to get in here? What's the process to get certified? What do I have to do? What do you guys do? And um, and I knew a lot of the old guys because my family's been around here for a little while, so I, I kind of fit right in immediately, uh, put my application in, there's just no questions asked. Yeah.
1: When you first started out, I mean, what was it like for you to... Were you, a, you were a junior then. You were 18.
0: I was 17 when I joined. Okay, so you, were mm-hmm. you a
1: junior at that point, your first year?
0: Technically, yes. Um, I, started, I joined in February, and then I turned 18 in September, and I went right to fire oh, school. Oh, right to fire school, yeah. Yep, I went yeah. up to Monmouth County, so I did the Sunday thing and okay. did, did the 13 Sundays in a row and right right got certified, and the rest is history.
1: Talk, Talk to us a little bit about the, the Fire Academy from your experience. What was that like for you? <laughs>
0: Well, the first fire academy up in monmouth county we had we had the old steel bottle so the bottles didn't fit right oh yeah we had the regulator on the head oh yeah the <laughs> snuffle <laughs> up his hose that came down from your regular from yeah. masco i was i was that guy that had the old stuff yep everybody else had all the new msas the new scots and just i was very envious of them but it was actually a really cool experience to experience the old stuff too
1: you're one of the guys that can go back and say you had that absolutely when others can't you absolutely. know like I brag quite a bit when I first started my first volunteer company. I used to ride the tail step. I mean, I tell stories about that all the time. And people are yeah. like, you rode the tail step? I'm like, oh yeah, man, we used to
0: ride the tail step. Hey, this truck went behind <laughs> you. I mean, I have plenty of stories of riding the tail step, going to the parkway to oh, a couple yeah. different brush yeah. fires and just being fools on the back. Yeah, we were lucky. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we were Absolutely. definitely
1: lucky. Because, you know, now, you know, it's all the regulations. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I get it. But, man, it, it's totally different now.
0: Absolutely.
1: 100%. So you went to the fire academy at Monmouth. Yep. Graduated. And then, like me, I mean, you're like,
0: oh, I'm ready to go now. Absolutely. I mean, you're a full-time oh, I was, member. You're ready to go. I was ready to go. I was itching for every call. Every time that page I off, it didn't matter what it was. I was out the yeah. door.
1: Do you remember yeah. your first experiences on uh, your first couple jobs? Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. One of my first accidents was an accident. I was on 532. Um, one of my first calls ever was actually a small little brush fire where it was pretty much the whole front yard, of a little, little house over on the other side of town here. And um, I very distinctly remember a number of them. I mean, they're obviously you never forget your first bad accident, your first fire. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: So, so tell me what happened after that because you moved on. Mm-hmm. Oh, where yeah, where did you end up?
0: Um, through the years, I just started thinking about I was like, man, I was, like, I was actually working in restaurants. I thought I wanted to be a cook for a little while. I was like, man, I started at restaurants when I was 13.
1: So you're... So, you're good now than in the firehouse, a career house. You're the cook? Are you that guy?
0: I don't know. Occasionally, every now and then, <laughs> I got to take out some skills. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you don't tell too many people that because no, then yeah. you Well, now them, they all know. So. <laughs> exactly. Now, now everybody you, knows. That yeah, I you're a screwed now. Um, but then through the years, I mean, I started to start, went to cooking school and I was like, no, what? This really isn't my passion anymore. I started to really love the fire service. I was coming up here every night I could on drill nights, engineer nights, trying to learn what I could, tried to take a few more classes. And through the years, I just started testing through Virginia. Um, North Carolina end up actually end up down in Bluffton, South Carolina in 2006. Oh, nice. um, <clears throat> but then in the end of the beginning of 2008, I ended up actually moving back here and then going through the whole process again. Started reapplying Virginia, Maryland, and now then in July of 2012, I end up in Wilmington, Delaware. So in
1: 2012, you get you get a job in Wilmington. Correct. Um, I love that we just had this little conversation because I tell these young firefooters, these young girls and guys, and I tell them all the time. You gotta get out of the sandbox. You gotta go down south. Absolutely. You, you gotta you, you gotta go. And you gotta chase those jobs because Absolutely. if you're gonna sit around here waiting for them to come to you, I do this for you, it's not gonna happen. Absolutely. Um, so it, it's it's good, man. You're you're a shining example of that. You got to hustle to Absolutely. get that job. I, mean, I
0: remember applying to seven, eight different departments. I was all over Virginia. Some some years, I was all over Maryland, and right. you just have to keep going until finally it'll click. Finally, land the one that's supposed to be.
1: Now, Wilmington, you know that that could be job town. I mean, you're you guys are going to work there.
0: Yeah, on occasion. I mean, yeah. obviously, just like every other department, we do our little dry spells. Like, um, and obviously with the rotating shifts, sometimes that one shift always gets all the fires. Oh, and it's yeah. like, oh, man, how's Ableton always getting the fires? And then <laughs> it comes back around, and then everybody's like, oh, now C Platoon's getting it. So did you have to go back to the Academy for Wilmington? I did not. Um, because of my certifications I had in South Carolina, I was actually hired under a SAFER grant. Oh, uh, awesome. So I had have sat my national certifications. So I was basically a hire for a hire. Oh, that's um, perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just did like a two-week inter- orientation, it was, and here's your assignment. So. Nice.
1: Walk me through uh, the steps. When you first get your job in Wilmington, you got your dream job, now you're ready to go. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously I got hired uh, July 9th of 2012. Um, Nervous is all. Heck. I mean, you walked in on the first day, and you do do all your human resources stuff, you yep, do all yep. your benefits, and all that fun, boring stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then from there on, we just did a week orientation where you start just getting your SOPs, you start just learning the ins and outs of the department.
1: You know anybody there?
0: Nope, I did not know anybody there. Uh, so,
1: so that in itself is,
0: you know, that's a different. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, mean, walking, in. walking
1: into a place where you know nobody—that's that's, that's not easy.
0: And. Also, they don't necessarily. Every department has their own way of doing things. You right. don't want to come in here and be like, "Oh, guess what? I didn't work town. Guess I didn't South Carolina." Yeah, because no one cares. Exactly. <laughs> well, it right. doesn't matter. You got to learn our way. Right, right, right. Um, but then throughout that first year, it was just earn the respect of the guys. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your head low, and learn the books and learn the ways. Yeah, man.
1: And, and it's good you say that because that's exactly what we talk about quite often. And that is, you know, God give you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Absolutely. Right? I mean, just Absolutely. try to absorb as much as you can during that first, you know, fourth couple of months there first so, year so, right Yep. Yeah. so where'd you go your first assignment
0: my first assignment was a ladder one on the d platoon um so i did that for six months and then for about a year after that i went to it was actually called squirt four at the time on the same d platoon
1: that's cool so were you like starting to b- build those bonds with your brothers in the house yeah. i mean especially because you were like new there absolutely right? yeah, a was... lot of those guys knew each other
0: oh yeah there's the, a the couple old guys a couple newer guys and, right right i mean obviously being the rookie you're learning the ways and doing all the Dirty work, doing oh, yeah. the dishes, yeah. doing the cleaning. Um, but you also got to take your bumps, too. I mean, as yeah. you know, there's a couple of little pranks you go through, and yeah. the rookie always gets his bump. Listen, Tom's it has thing. to be the way, man. There's no <laughs> other way. It has to be the way. Yeah, and then you keep your mouth shut, and you learn their respect, and then one day you get to do it back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: It all comes full circle. Absolutely. Talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, that kitchen table for you at your first house. I mean, walk me through that.
0: Well, to be honest with you, I mean, we have what's called the watch desk. We still have the old radio desk as the computer, has the printers, um, the telephone. Obviously, you're always listening to the, the house radio, but then there's always a the portable radio just in case there's an issue. Um, so my first year, it was sit in that watch box, read my SOPs, read my SOGs, the department rules and regulations. Like, that dinner table was strictly it. I'd go over there for half an hour, eat my lunch, eat my dinner, and back to the table.
1: No kidding. Really? Anyway, absolutely. Is that, is that the way it was there, or is that just something you wanted
0: to do to, to study? Um, some of the departments, I mean, it's not some of the departments, but some of the crews do push that. Um, you should be in the, you need to learn your job. I mean, right, right. Um, obviously, it's always fun to talk shop at the table, but you can't talk shop at the table until you know your job. It's right,
1: you a good point, man. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good point. I mean, that's that I've not heard that yet, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, what has been your favorite assignment so far in Wilmington?
0: Um, after Squirt, I mean, Squirt Four was a lot of fun. I mean, 2013 we called it the year of the fire. I mean, we had a, we were getting fires, we were getting all the crazy stuff, shootings, stabbings, motor vehicle accidents extrication. It was just a lot of fun. Um, I had a good crew, and it just so happened every time we had a good fire because it was nosing awesome with me. So <laughs> of course it was it was better that way too. um
1: You're the kind of guy everybody wants to work with. Yeah, most you're, of the time, you're the black cloud. See, if you're the white cloud, you don't get no fires. So exactly. Only, you know. They call me at work, Fire Prevention Frank, because we can't get anything. Mm-hmm. I can't catch a cold at
0: work. Hey, but then you also, like, I'm also getting to be known as the Silent Assassin, so, <laughs> so it can be good to get to fires, but you also got to watch out for the others. Yeah, yeah,
1: so. yeah, I don't know, That's you've got a point there.
0: <laughs> so, you're you're moving on from, from Squirt 4, where'd yep. you go after that? I went to Ladder 2, okay. or, yep, Ladder 2, and then I spent from 2014 up until... January of 2012, so I spent six years on ladder two. Oh, nice. Went back over to ladder one for six months, and now I'm back on ladder two again. Oh, there you go. So I've so, been on the
1: ladder for basically most of my career there. That's nice. Truck work is awesome. There, oh, absolutely. Right me and Johnny over there, we're, uh, we're on a truck, too, and it's a lot of fun, you know? Absolutely. And, okay, it's a Quint. It's got water in it, so it's, <laughs> it's not a truck. That's cheating it's a little g- bit, yeah, but it's Yeah, right. <laughs> it's got water in it. Um, talk to me a little bit about that bond, the relationship you have to build with you know, brothers and sisters you work with. Sure. I mean, talk to me a little bit about that because you and I know about it, but mm-hmm. um, some of the people are watching the show or sure. learning about it. So mm-hmm. talk to me about it.
0: Um, I mean, but the biggest thing with the ladder work, I mean, we have our, our two different teams, essentially, is your tiller. I have a tiller, so the driver and the tillerman are essentially the same job except one's obviously driving the, the guy in the back has the responsibility to the tiller in. Um, but you're essentially your own boss outside. The, the officer in the following position, they're just going in doing searches. Um some ventilation from inside, but the guys outside it's your own it's your own situation where you're laddering the building. Sometimes you have to go up to the roof, cut the roof. Right. Busting windows, getting fans ready, getting lights ready. Like it's a so I mean, you have to with some of the guys that I worked with, we just built that bond where we literally knew what the next guy was gonna do. Like if I'm driving, he knows where I'm gonna go. Yeah, it's like
1: poetry motion, right? Exactly. Like everybody just knows their assignment. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You don't even have to say a word, you just know the ladder's going up and
1: I mean release. that's one of the benefits of having, you know, those seat assignments, everybody knows their job before they even get in, and mm-hmm. and you know I hear like all the time, well, that wouldn't work in volunteer service, but actually it would work in volunteer service too. Absolutely. I mean, if you don't you don't need to be paid to have a seat assignment. No, absolutely. You know to know exactly what you're gonna, your your role mm-hmm. is going to be, your job is going to
0: be, and the officer can assign things on the way too. I mean, absolutely. That's one thing yeah. we used to do here every now and the officer would be like, if we go into an, uh, an accident, you're getting the tools, you're getting the pump, you're getting the hoses, and it works out well.
1: Speaking of this place, what does it mean to you to be sitting here today, like talking about the, your job and your career, looking back?
0: It's crazy. I mean, I haven't been around here too much in the past few years, just have gotten busy. Life's gotten busy and obviously I've started new things and with Wilmington focusing on that. And um, But it's it's neat to come back in here and really think about it. I mean, my gear used to be right back here in the row here. That was This was the all-star row. And if you were <laughs> in this row, like the first two piece was right there. Right, right. You came, you were running the door, you get your gear, you on the first two and you were out. Um, <clears throat> but it's also neat to see the changes too. I mean, this truck was here, but through the years, the, just the, all the new ones and right, right. Um, I actually spent a little time here with Hurricane Sandy, so that's a different brush truck that we had then. And so it's just neat to see the changes, even even the guys too. I mean, it's neat to see how they've progressed too. It what's cool about the fire
1: service, and you know, I know I sound like a broken record, but the fact that you make a phone call, hey, I got this podcast, I'm going to go on or whatever, you know, these fires, yep. You exactly. know, it's like not even hesitation. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. that's what's so cool about the firehouse and, and uh, what it tells me too Is that you're still part of the family? Oh, absolutely. You know, what I mean,
0: Yep. even when I walked up I mean, I, I shook the guy's head, He's like, oh man, what's going on? I haven't seen you in a while. And it was like we right. didn't even start really right over. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: it's it's definitely cool, man And this is a good house good guys man. It's, uh, it's a it's good department mm-hmm. It's interesting to, to be able to go to different firehouses and check out what they have But yeah. uh, it's even better when you go home, you know in your case. Absolutely. So Listen, the reason I brought you on the show, man, is because uh, you're doing something pretty special in mm-hmm. the fire service. And, and uh, when I saw it, um, I wanted to know more about it. And um, just so everybody knows, you know, you didn't reach out to me. I reached out to you because I want to know more about what you're doing. Sure. sure. And uh, Project Lakeview. Mm-hmm. And uh, why don't you talk
0: a little bit about that? And what, how, how did it even start for you? Sure. Um, essentially, September 24th, 2016, um, in Wilmington, Delaware, we had a fire, which ultimately ended up claiming three firefighters, um, Artist Hope. Cherry Fickus and Christopher Leach um, and then after, obviously after those days you have the memorial services and start to do fundraisers and everybody wants to raise money wants to raise money, raise money um, so one day I thought about it, I was like what if I could do something different what if I could do something where I could fulfill a dream what if there's something I could do that could honor that person in a totally different way and just remember them for something that they were passionate about um, a couple guys that I work with in, in Delaware one day, they were asking about it. And one of them said, I don't really have a dream. I said, well, what's something you're passionate about? So he, then, he mentions the Raiders. He said, the football team is the Raiders. I said, well, if something happened to you, I said, what if I went to your family? And I said, I could do anything. Like, we're going to go out to see a football game. We're going go backstage passes. We're going to go and see everything Raiders. Um, and he looked at me and goes, you know, what? that's pretty cool. He's like, that's one way to really to honor me. He's like, just finding something I'm passionate about or um, for example another family that I've talked to or just some other people I've talked to I'm like what if, I, what if you have a dream vacation you work all these hours you're away from your family and then there's, everybody always talks about hey I want to go to Australia something happens to that member unfortunately and what if I can reach out to that family and say hey look I know so and so was passionate about wanting to go to Australia what if I do that for you
1: Adam why are you doing this
0: um, it's my way of giving back to the fire service. I mean, the fire service has given me so many experiences. I mean, obviously, you get to take the good with the bad, but it's just something that's become so such a drive to me. I mean, money's not everything. Um, and unfortunately, between police, fire, and EMS, so many people pass away every year. I mean, the, all the LODDs, and you don't really even think about it until it hits home.
1: Yeah. Not to um, mention the suicides. Absolutely. You
0: know? Yeah. Absolutely. It's something that I've talked about with my board members, too, It's one day, if we could do something with suicides, I mean, technically, a suicide is almost like an LODD. I mean, Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. a cause of the job.
1: Absolutely. I mean, right. It is. And it, and it affects so many families.
0: Think about it. I mean, one day I'm sitting, i like, everybody's always just talking about how much money can we raise, how much money can we raise. Money's not everything.
1: And, and I want to just piggyback off what you said when you talk about, you know, money. Mm-hmm. Because, listen, there's GoFundMe pages and all these other, you know, type of venues that but mm-hmm. you have no idea if that money's going where it's supposed to go.
0: Absolutely. You know, and that,
1: that scares me, you know, uh, especially because you have good-willed people out there that want to give back and they mm-hmm. want to donate. But sure. is the money really going where they say it's going? Mm-hmm. You know, think about some of these charities that are out there that, you know, 2% or 3% of what they're actually bringing in goes absolutely. to the charity itself. Absolutely. Everyone, It's going to, like, board members and this and that mm-hmm. and panels. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think it's awesome that you're doing this and – and um, Obviously, it's not an easy endeavor.
0: No. I mean, it took me from when I actually um, got the courage to start it, reach out to some lawyers and actually get the legal process started. It took me about a year to get it done. Right. I mean, just going through the – making sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. And um, and obviously, along with that came some expenditures too. I mean, I put – nobody's paid anything except for me. Right. Everything's come out of my pocket and...
1: Everything's a startup, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely, yeah, people don't realize, I mean, you know, even though it's a charity and you're trying to give back, it, mm-hmm. it absolutely takes money to start up. Absolutely. Everything. T-shirts, absolutely. decals, forms, absolutely. lawyers, absolutely. all that stuff,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And the, uh, like just the fulfillment that I've gotten just out of just doing little projects. I mean, just getting the T-shirts made and wearing the T-shirt with pride. And right. um, I've sent numerous letters and flyers out to fire departments and police departments up and down the East Coast and just sitting there spending hours doing that. Like just getting that fulfillment of one day I'm going to fulfill a dream. Right. One day I'm going to honor somebody with something so incredible. It's going to be more memorable than that check they'd be handed.
1: So if a firefighter uh, passes away mm-hmm. on a job, um, what do you do?
0: Um, Ultimately, right now, I mean, right now we're still in the process of just trying to raise money to be be able to do things. But my ultimate dream is to one day to be able to call up that family and say, hey, I'm sorry to hear about your loss. Um, What's something that you guys have talked about numerous times? Um, What's something that he or she may have been passionate about? Um, And then just let them tell me essentially what they want done. Um, If they say they were dreaming about this vacation or they were dreaming about this or that, and it's like, all right, well, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to take it to the next level and make it to the max.
1: So, brother, what are you looking for from you know our our brothers and sisters out there who want to want to help you, um, help the cause? It's such a it's such an honorable thing what you're doing, bro. I appreciate what you're doing. I thank you, um, and I'm sure all these families appreciate what you're doing yeah. as well. How can they help?
0: I mean, ultimately, right now, I mean, we have our website set up to where we can take donations, um, which. I take no money out of the donations. All of our donations are going strictly to our cause. Right. What's uh, the website? It is projectlakeview.org. Okay. Um, but then it also just spreading the word. Right. Um, that is the hardest part, too. I mean, obviously, there's social media and um, things like that, but I can't do it all on my own. I can only do so much. I mean, I, I appreciate you putting bring me on here and let me talk about it, too. Um, absolutely. I mean, that's what this is about. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, I mean, just helping and spread the word. And then, I mean, in time, we do need to raise money, too, in order to promote our cause. So. Right.
1: To actually do what you want to do. I mean, you're good? obviously yeah. going to take money. That's, mm-hmm. that's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Who's been helping you along the way?
0: Um, I have a couple board members um, and obviously just a number of friends. My board members have kind of just um, been my decision makers. I've processed through the, uh, the legal process and um, and then right now we're just starting to plan, try to plan some events, obviously with different limitations and things like that going on with COVID. And
1: yeah, that definitely sets you back, right? I mean, because you can't have fundraisers or mm-hmm. anything with this with this going on. Yeah.
0: So, so I mean, we're just trying to get creative with some of our fundraisers now. We're trying, right. we're trying to plan a couple of big events coming up soon, and hopefully we can start to make some announcements on that once we actually set some dates in stone. And um,
1: what do some of the bros at work think about what you're doing?
0: Um, the, I mean, it's, it's it's very it hits home to them, hits home to them as well. Like I mean, Project Lakeview—the name itself comes from Lakeview Road, where the fire was. Okay, um, that makes sense. It's awesome. So I mean, there, there's a there's a story to the name. So I mean, a lot of them have really gotten behind it. Some of them have really helped out with a lot of things. Um, a couple of the guys that were injured in the fire have reached out to, and they want to actually help out with a lot of things that have actually retired in the oh, that's past awesome, few man. months. Yeah, that's cool. So, I mean, once we get to a certain point to where we can actually do some more things, there's going to be a lot of moving parts, a lot of more people that can get involved with it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, just to go back to another thing that I want to do is part of our mission statement is to build a community of support. Um, I had this big dream of one day being able to be able to say, all right, well, in 2023, there was 400 people that passed away. Say I can go up to some big event center and say, hey, look, I'm at 400 rooms. I'm bringing these 400 people together. We're going to get them all together. That'd be awesome. Underneath a, a common cause yeah, and mean, let them all just talk and interact. And be like, hey, look, I'll see you next yeah. year.
1: Those, those survivors that meet up with each other, I mean, that's an awesome opportunity for them to, to grieve together, but also to, mm-hmm. to share experience. Absolutely. You know, I
0: mean, that's a good idea. The families all will deal with it differently than the families of the firefighters. I mean, our department dealt with it one way. I dealt with it one way. But if I can get like families together, I think the families can build such an awesome bond and somebody from New Jersey may meet somebody from California and become a lifelong friend.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And and I think those survivors, um, just just speaking from what I've learned, uh those survivors they, they need that. Absolutely. You know, they need that someone else to reach out to who understands them because you and I could be like, Hey man, you know, I'm sorry for your yeah. loss, but unless we've experienced that loss ourselves, Absolutely. we don't understand it, but they do. So Absolutely. I think that's what's awesome about Absolutely. what you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's great, man. Thank
0: you very much. appreciate
1: that. In no doubt, man. Listen, we, we're all about uh, the cool things in the fire service, and this is one of those things, uh, an opportunity to bring awareness to something that's so important. Uh, Project Lakeview is an awesome idea. I love the fact that it's the name of the road where the incident occurred. I mean, that, you know, it, it pays tribute to not only them, but mm-hmm. it, it it's always remembering, you know, we'll never forget. Absolutely. Because, you know, each year we put pictures of guys that died in the line of duty, and we... We say, hey, don't forget, never forget, and what mm-hmm. But, you know, what are we doing, right? So mm-hmm. what are we actually doing? Absolutely. So what you're doing, you're actually mm-hmm. doing something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, I mean, it, man. That was my biggest thing is, I mean, I reached out to all the families before we even launched. I said, look, this is something I'm doing. This is the name I'm launching in honor of our three firefighters. Like, it's something that I'm always going to honor them with. I mean, I worked with each one, every one of them. Um, Chris Leach I actually worked to my firehouse, and him and I, we started to build a good bond. I mean. Right. You really start to get close to the people you work with, and it's literally a brotherhood and sisterhood to where you know each other, you know each other's families, you know what's going on. If you're having somebody's having a bad day, you don't—they don't have to say anything. You can tell just by the way they come in.
1: Ab, talk to me about that loss that you're talking about for you personally. What was it like for you to lose a brother you worked with? I mean,
0: I mean, just—I mean, all of them. I mean, I had different relationships with all of them. Um, Chris, I worked directly with. Um, He was the engine boss on engine six at the time. He was actually working overtime the night before my shift. Um, He was on ladder two and just to, he came over in January of 2012 and we had a lot of fun. I mean, he was just a ball buster, had a lot of fun. Busted chops and he'd come out, start some stuff and and then go back in his office. (laughs) He's just one of those guys.
1: Sounds like a good good boss. Oh, absolutely.
0: And then uh, I was on ladder two, so it just it was always a little rivalry between engine six and ladder two. It was right. just turned into it was a lot of fun that year. <laughs> so, but then like you come in that day and just I'll never forget the day walking in the firehouse. I mean, so you walk in the firehouse and there's some covers in the firehouses, and you're just like I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Um, we obviously knew what had happened, um, but just seeing the faces of the people that are just sitting on the front bumpers as you're walking in, it's like. There's no emotion. It's just right. like holy crap! Like yeah.
1: what just happened? Like now what?
0: And then um, that day, we actually spent probably almost 11, 12 hours on the scene. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, my crew. We were over there just helping with slow recoveries of different parts of different things, and um, it was. It's like like you said before. I mean, you, you could always hear about um a, a loss in another department you go there you pay respects i'm sorry brother i'm sorry for your loss like right. you know, there's anything i can do but once it hits your department it's it's surreal i mean
1: and that's why i'm asking you because not everyone thankfully thankfully not everyone has had that experience where it hit home so so close to home where it's actually there absolutely you know so it's it's tough man
0: oh yeah i mean you live with it every day I mean, and you, you can't work. prepare for that oh absolutely not yeah absolutely not right and you live with it every day. I mean, you walk into the firehouse now every day. I mean, you see Chris's face, and we have a little memorial set up in the firehouse. And I, I always try to take that little extra second, but, man, Chris, I miss you, man. Like, yeah,
1: it's awesome. So, Well, obviously, Chris is proud, man, because you're you're doing something about it. You know, mm. you're letting that legacy live on. So anything you'd like to add before it gets you off the hot seat about, about your uh, your foundation or what you're doing? or you have any like uh, any big plans?
0: No, I mean, right now we're just trying to grow. I mean, that's yeah. our biggest thing is just... Getting the name out there, and, I mean, I have this ultimate dream to one day where it's going to be a name that's going to be known in the fire service. Like, awesome. hey, look, have you heard about Project Lakeview? I'm like, oh, man, I've heard about that. They're right. doing some cool things. They've done this. They've done that. Like, I want to be that guy that's, like, started this thing that's just so incredible that it's not necessarily known around, like, a household name, but just in every right. firehouse across the country. Like, one day it will be there. It's awesome, man.
1: Listen, I appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely, thank you so much. Dude, it was awesome for you to be here. It was cool to learn about Wilmington. It was cool to be in the firehouse where you started. And again, ladies and gentlemen, um, do yourself a favor. Check out Project Leak View. We're going to put the link on there as well and the website so everybody knows where to go to. Uh, I know it's tough right now with everything going on, but if you got some money and you're able to donate, this is where you want to donate to because you know ultimately where it's going to go is where they say it's going to go. And I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Thank you, Frank. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. All right, folks, there you go. Pindecute Productions, episode 55, Adam Risden, I'm coming right back at you.